0: Scripture every day, I trust you do. You hear or you see the words of God. These words can transform your life if we let them. But not only can they transform our lives, they can transform others. I, I really sense that I prayed earlier on, I sense God is saying, I've got a word for some of you. I've got a word for you that's going to transform your life. Would you hear it? Would you not just hear it? Would you actually apply it? Would you let it go deep When it says that the scripture cuts deep within the marrow, it separates marrow, it's actually saying it's got to go inside. It can't stay up here. It's got to go in. This word of God, the powerful word of God, has to go in to my spirit for it to bring transformation. So this man, one word from Jesus Can change his life. And I love this because I see a vessel of transformation. It starts off with the Roman official. That's really weird, really, because you see, as a Roman official, he's a man of authority. The Romans treated the Hebrew people and the Jewish people like slaves, they could demand upon them anything they wanted. They were a lower class. People. They were under Roman rule. This man is going to a Jewish rabbi for help. For who? His slave. I want to give you a couple of things that I learned from reading this scripture. And the first one is this if the church here, if Steve Hall is going to be a vessel of transformation, it's got to be transformed in me before anyone can be transformed through me. So the first thing is, I see a transformation of his heart. There's a transformation of this man's heart. Remember, he sends a friend to Jesus, and he says to Jesus, this man, is a good man. He's a good man. He deserves this because he even went out and spent money and built a new little synagogue for us, a little extra room on the side. He actually... He actually organised that for us, and not only that, I see this man has a real heart for a Hebrew slave who he can just go and replace any time he wants. You see, many commentaries were amazed at the softness of this man because he's an official, right? He 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 can make he can demand. He has authority. He can demand someone to live or someone to die. He has authority. He's a strong leader, and yet here he is with a soft heart. Sometimes strong leaders don't have soft hearts, but this man had a soft heart. Jesus responded to his soft heart. You know, God has been working on my heart this year. I look back at my last 12 months and he's softened my heart. He's broken my heart. He's brought me to a place sometimes of absolute brokenness where I just want to give up on Steve because I just see who I am. You see, bro, when God wants to use us, the first thing he does is he wants to get to our heart because he cannot use us until he softens our heart. David. Man of God who was used powerfully. Why? Because he he was a man after God's own heart. This is what I require of you. A contrite heart. It's in the heart. You see, it's in the heart where we hold those fears. It's in the heart where we hold that bitterness. It's in the heart where we hold unforgiveness. It's in our hearts. And God has been in this church over the last 12 months. He has been softening our heart. And that means sometimes putting down things. Sometimes it means letting go of things. Sometimes it means admitting things. You see, if we're going to really see lives transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, I first, and I've seen that happen in many of you. I've seen it, I love it, because I see hearts being softened, which tells me God wants to use us as vessels of transformation. Because it means we first got to come before him and say, Lord, break my heart with that which breaks yours, not that that breaks mine. You see, he had a soft heart. But where does soft heart come from? This is an exciting one. Where do you think this man softened his heart? I want to make a suggestion to you today. I reckon it was the slave. I reckon the slave was God's instrument. For this man. You see, the slave obviously had a relationship with this officer. He'd obviously impacted him because he was so concerned about him, he would send someone out, even risking his own reputation to go and find this Jesus fella. See, he had an influence over this officer, even so much so that I reckon it was that influence that made this officer even to the place where he would donate funds and make it available for the synagogue the Jewish church to actually be built you see he changed him you know what I love this Uh, Alan Sharp I love this Alan he's a great man looks after our roses where are you he's a good man I can't see him he's out there somewhere but there he is Alan and and he said to me he was so excited when he organized Walk the Wall that Some of his neighbors that he's been praying for came and just got involved in Walk the Wall. And I look at Alan when he says that, he was excited because that's the first step of softening a heart. You see, here's Alan, who from relationship and Lee from relationships. If I asked you today, how many people know, how many people are good friends with, with Serena? Yep, good friends with Serena. Okay. Now, how many with your hands up? There's Serena. Okay. How many with your hands up have Enyo? Yeah. See? See? Because Serena loves Enyo. And if you hang around with Serena, guess what? She gives me something to clean my glasses with, with Enyo. She just passes it on. You see, the, the, the thing that I discover is it's out of relationship where people start to see you for who you are. You are in the world to build significant relationships that will impact people. Where you are right now, you are a vessel of transformation because just being there, people are watching you. They're seeing you. You don't have to say much about Jesus except just to be honest about him. But you just live it out. You live out a life that's not filled with religion and not filled with bitterness and not filled with with resentments and not filled with, with all the other stuff that the world tends to carry. You go there because Jesus said, I came to take that away from you. People see something different in you and they're attracted to it. And all of a sudden, they might even start speaking the same language as you. I've got some friends in the community that I've been praying for and I'm praying for, and they, you would say, they haven't come to church yet, Steve. And I am going no, but I reckon church is going to them. I reckon church is going to them, because I'm starting to see some softness and some changes and some of the language changing. You see, we are vessels who are being filled up, being transformed inwardly, so we can transform outwardly. That man's heart was transformed, I believe, by his relationship with that slave man. Or woman. We don't know what it was, who he was. The other thing I find is, when I look at that, is understanding his relationship with Christ. This official understood where he stood with Christ. You see, that's what I like about the Luke story. See, in Matthew, it says that the official came to Jesus. But Luke said, no. The official sent somebody to Jesus. And then when Jesus said, okay, I'll come, and starts coming to him, he then sends somebody else out and goes, no, no, stop him. Stop him. Don't let him come to my house. I'm not worthy to have him in my house. You see, this Jewish, this official, this Roman official understood who he was. He's an unworthy man. He understood that he he wasn't worthy of having this man of God come and connect with him. He understood that if that happened, he could die. He understood that. Why? Because he understood who he was. We need to make reflections on who we really are and see us for who we really are. Stop and reflect. Take some time out and see you for who you really are not what we tell the world that we should be, not what we pretend to be, who are we? This man understood who he was. But this is the other amazing thing, he understood who Jesus was. He understood that Jesus had authority because he said, I know that you can tell this sickness to go, Jesus, because you're a man in authority. How often do I pray? And I've been listening to my prayers lately and I've been challenging myself on my prayers because sometimes we go to Jesus as though we know what he has to do. And we tell him what he has to do. And sometimes he says, will you just stop for a moment? I'm God. You're not. I actually know. I'm already doing some stuff. Would you open your eyes and see it? God, would you move by your spirit in our services? And God's saying, open your eyes. I am probably not the way you think I should, but I am. 20 baptisms, that's a pretty good move of the Holy Spirit, because the only way you're converted is by the Spirit of God, who draws us. Whoa, baby, God is moving. You see, sometimes we need to go to Jesus for who he is. He is a man in authority. He is a man that has has all... He is more than he is God. He has all authority over heaven and earth. And Jesus, I, I really, without Jesus, I shouldn't even come close to you. But I can now, because we're told in Ephesians that we can enter into that holy of holies. Why? Through Jesus. That's the only way we can do that. But this man understood who he was. He understood who Jesus was. And another thing that when we as a church understand that, Stop trying to be something that we're not, but understand who we are and let God fill us with transformational power inside us first. It will flow out to the world. It'll be that vessel. And then you go to the last part where we see transformation for others happen. Why? Because Jesus saw a faith in this man that he didn't see in all of Israel. What was the faith? The faith was he understood who he was. He understood who Jesus was and he understood that Jesus had all authority. When we understand that, all Jesus has to do is say a word and lives to be transformed. I want to see lives transformed. I want to see us as a church be a church that is focused on first being broken and open before the Father God, filled up and being transformed internally so it will flow out into a world and people will see Jesus in me, not Steve in me. The the people will see Jesus in the church, not just all the very busyness stuff that we do. The people will see Jesus, but it starts off with a broken heart, an empty heart before him. Some of you have been going through, if you're like me, a time of change and development, and that's not always easy. It actually is painful, but sometimes we need to go through that so that God will cut deep into the heart with his words and bring you life. Because when he brings new life, others will come alive as well. The dam valves will be open and the water will flood through. We're going to come into a time of communion and... Uh, And I'm going to ask you to, to for a moment, when you take that bread, which is Jesus Christ, it's a reminder that Christ came to earth. Why? To heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, to bring sight to the blind. Jesus came to earth that we might have life and life anew like he promised That's what he came for you for. He doesn't want us just to believe in him. He wants us to allow him to transform us. So when you hold that bread, remember Jesus came. He committed his life for your transformation. And then when you receive the cup, hold on to the cup and the bread. Because see, in that cup, that was the ultimate cost of your transformation. Jesus gave up everything. He stepped down from heaven. He stepped into this world. He died on a cross. So that he could fill you and I with a love and a forgiveness and a hope and a joy. Christians, we should be the most joyful people in the world joy is my strength and he gives us joy will we allow him to transform our heart as we come into that time of communion I'm going to ask us just to consider for a moment you can bring that forward now guys thank you just to consider for a moment God, Would you transform and soften my heart to you and reveal to me those things, those things that I need to deal with? Because as a church, I'm excited. As a whole body. God is moving us and he's developing us and he's making us into a a vessel of transformation. So I say, Lord, help us through this as you transform our hearts. Let's have a time of quiet as you sit before Jesus and imagine you as you hold that bread and that cup. You're sitting before Jesus. Those prayers of David that said, search my heart, oh God. Search my heart. What's the walls i put around my heart? What things do I need to confess before you because I know I'm unworthy? I know I'm broken. I know I do stuff wrong all the time, God. And that's why I'm not worthy of this. But as I accept your forgiveness and I accept your love and allow your spirit to flow deep in me and to cleanse those blood vessels that have got clogged up over the years, just clean them out. And I ask you to fill me afresh. Speak the words of transformation into me. Just be still for a moment. Let's eat and drink together. Once you've uh, just hold the cups, let's just continue a bit of quietness right now, and ask God, who is that person? Like the official stood in the gap for his slave. God, who have you put on my heart that I might run to you and say, Jesus, speak the word that my friend who's suffering from sickness might be transformed. My friend who's struggling with a marriage breakdown. <laughs> Breaks your heart when you hear a friend going through that. I heard one last night. God, there's no hope. This 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 person I know is is really sick, and God, only you can speak the word. That loved one that I really wanted to come to know, Jesus. God, you could speak the word. That person I know who's who's caught up in drugs and alcohol addictions. That lady I know that's going through a terrible time. God, I come to you now. And I ask the transformation that you're doing in me would flow out of me and touch the lives of those around me. I want to bring them to you now, Lord God. Jesus, you are a man who no has authority. And we come to you now and just say, would you speak healing? Would you speak transformation over our situation right now? And glorify your name, not ours. Continue to develop us as a body who love you, who are transformed by you, that campfire church, a Christ-centered community, transforming lives in Jesus' name. Amen.